There's no doubt Johnson County loves its pets. On this episode, find out about two programs in two different departments supporting pets, their owners, and young readers. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. Typically on the podcast, we're talking about how the county is serving people, and that's still part of today's discussion, but we're also going to be talking about some of our furry friends. The programs are part of Johnson County Library and Johnson County Mental Health Center. We're going to start with Michelle. So Michelle, if you can introduce yourself, kind of talk about your role with this program, and then tell us about the program. Yeah, so my name is Michelle Rainey, and I work at the Monticello Library. Um, I am also um, part of the summer reading leadership team, and through that, um, we um, started our first in-person programming um, again this summer, and our um, Read to a Dog program is one that we have done for years at Johnson County Library. We tried to do during the pandemic, but it was not the same as reading to a dog um, or other animal, as we'll talk about, um, in person. And so um, that's just kind of how I got involved with um, that. All right. So tell us exactly how does the program work? So what animals are we talking about? And is it just at this one branch or, you know, how, how, how does it operate? Yeah. So, um, so read to it, it's called read to a dog, but it is not limited to volunteers that have, um, just dogs this summer. We were really excited to have our first cat. Um, so kids can reading age, um, kids basically, what they do is they come to the library um, and we have about an hour and a half block of time that we usually have two to three animals um, and the kids can come and spend about 10 minutes practicing their reading to these therapy animals. Um, and so over the summer when we did the program, we had it at four different branches, um, just one time. Um, and then we're super excited because this spring we are bringing the program back in full force and we'll have it at four different locations um, once a month for each location. So we're really excited about um, letting more kids in the um, community have that opportunity. So we're talking about animals that are our therapy animals. So what kind of training do they receive so that they're safe to interact with the kids? Yeah, definitely. So the organization that we work with um, is Pets for Life, Casey Pets for Life, and they have um, a program that they have done for years in which they um, work with these uh, volunteers and their therapy animals um, to make sure that they are um, of good temperament to be with children. Um, and basically they're just there to really like help the kids have that confidence. Um, and it's really awesome because they do it, obviously they do it here with us um, at Johnson County Library, but they do it all over the KC Metro um, at hospitals. They go into schools, aftercare programs, um, different treatment facilities. Um, so it's it's not just limited to um, a certain uh, time of day or, or organization. Okay. And so can you talk a little bit about the kids? So what age group are we talking about and what are some of the benefits of, of doing it this way? 
So the kids are really, we see um, pretty much ranges in ages from about six to 10 years old um, come to the program. Um, any kiddos that really have um, had experience and want more experience reading. And I don't know about you, but even for me, like as a child, like sometimes it's really intimidating whenever we're having to learn how to read and sound out words. And, and sometimes we as grownups um, are a little bit um, scary to kids and like we don't they don't want to mess up um, and they don't want us to like think that they're doing something wrong and so the great thing about these animals these dogs and cats is that they're not judging them they're just there to you know be supportive and and snuggle and it's just it's really sweet to see um, the kids interact in that way um, so really it's all about building confidence reader confidence and um yeah, just making sure, like supporting the idea that reading is fun and it's exciting and it's not something to be scared of. That's a great message. And I know, you know, for my my 10-year-old son, I tell him when he gets upset or, or feeling stressed out or whatever to go and have a little chat and pet our, our beagle. And uh, that usually helps him to kind of feel calm. And I imagine it has same sort of that same therapeutic benefit when you're when you're reading. Um also, you know, I, I would tell him to to maybe, you know, sit down with with our pet and, and you know, that our dog has a lot more, is more of a captive audience than, say, our mm -hmm. cat. I think I don't know exactly how that would work with a cat, but, but yeah, I'm sure it has the same benefit. So when you're talking about um, this program, which is really tailored towards the, the summer months, um, there's probably benefit doing this all year round with your own pets. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um... Anytime that, um, yeah, like, like you said, when you have a dog or a cat, maybe that has a little bit better temperament. Um, that is the nice thing though, is that, um, we don't, not everybody has a pet, like not everybody has access to like, cause you know, it takes a lot to take care of a dog or take care of a cat. And so that's one way that this program is so beneficial to everyone in our County, um, and why we're so excited to bring it back, um, in the spring and have more access because it will be after school hours. Um, and so kids will have that opportunity outside of the school day. Hopefully it's a time to, when, um, their grownups are able to be able to bring them to the library. So it's like, so kids that don't have that opportunity, um, get to experience those benefits as well. And is there a difference in terms of reading to yourself and reading to someone else or reading out loud? Can you talk about that? Yes. So reading out loud, um, definitely, first of all, it, it helps you um, to know the rhythms of the words that you're using, being able to separate syllables, like all of that. Um, also, it's just using different parts of your, your brain as well, um, because when you're reading out loud, you're actually listening as well. Um, and so it, it is, it's, it's very helpful. And it's, and that's why we always talk about too, as um, children's librarians, like the importance of reading to your child and for them to be able to hear those words, um, even from a little, little young age. All right, great information. And so how do parents get involved, get their children involved in this program? Yeah, so um, 
when our spring guide comes out, which will be sooner than we think, <laughs> um, then they will be able to participate in um, the library program itself. They'll be able to see what branches and what time. Um, and then also if they have animals that they're interested in um, getting certified, maybe people um, have yeah, they, they're like, wow, I really want to be a part of um, Casey Pets for Life organization. You can go on their website, which is caseypetsforlife.com um, and get on there to volunteer with that organization as well. All right, that's terrific. And we want to remind, you know, parents and everybody that there are plenty of programs the library has all school year too. So it's not, again, during just the spring and the summer. So do you want to touch on that real quick on other ways that, that uh, the library supports families and learning? Yeah, so the library supports families and learning in, in lots of different ways. Um, first of all, if you don't know already, you're to get a Johnson County Library card, it's free. Um, so we have all sorts of resources, both online and in-person um, resources. We have audiobooks, we have um, different databases that your children can be learning things on. And then of course we have different programs. We have programs for all ages of um, kids from story time, little kids. We have book groups for um, tweens and elementary school age kids. And we have different writing and um, other kind of uh, programs like that for teens as well. Um, so really the whole family um, can get involved and be lifelong learners. All right, perfect. Thank you so much for sharing some of that information with us, and we'll check back in here in just a bit. So next, we want to bring with us uh, Nathan Carter into the conversation. So a completely different program, but still pet-focused. So Nathan, if you want to introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about the program. Sure. Thank, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Nathan Carter. I'm the Community Relations Manager for Johnson County Mental Health Center. And we have a new service available to our clients called Bestie B&B. Uh, they're a Kansas City-based company that uses a technology platform to connect people seeking social services with temporary foster homes for their pets. So think Airbnb, but for pets. Um, their origin story includes um, extensive work with domestic violence agencies in Kansas City, like Rosebrook Center and Safe Home, among others. Uh, but our partnership with them is the first time their service has been made available to people seeking mental health or substance use treatment. Um, and, and that's that's a, a group that experiences similar barriers to, to getting help. So through this partnership with Bessie B&B, uh, Friends of Johnson County Mental Health Center, which is the uh, nonprofit 501c3 organization that supports us uh, here at Johnson County Mental Health Center, they're gonna cover the costs for clients' pets to stay with trained, vetted caregivers in our community uh, for up to 30 days. And so this is a new program. It sounds pretty innovative. Is Johnson County the first or one of the first to do something like that? You mentioned here in this, this area, but um, is it modeled after anything? So we are, for, for the best DB&B service, we are the their first foray into providing the service to uh, mental health, uh, to those experiencing uh, mental health or substance use struggles. Um, and so we're, we're excited to hopefully now be the model for, for others around the state and around the country. 
Perfect. And can you talk a little bit about why this is such an important service? I'm sure, you know, having a pet, you don't want to be separated. I mean, you know, we just talked about pets can can help you kind of calm down and, and feel valued and important. You're taking care of this pet. So, so why is it so important to have this resource so that individuals can feel encouraged to seek treatment? So we found that uh, finding temporary Temporary care for pets can be a, a really significant barrier to getting help. Uh, so before we uh, launched the service with Bestie b and we conducted an internal survey and we interviewed 59 uh, Johnson County Mental Health Center staff members, and 71% of them had encountered at least one person who had declined care in the last six months because they did not have temporary care available for their pets. So we all know pets are our family. Uh, we know the benefits uh, pets can have for, for our mental health. Um, and so no one should have to decide between getting help or keeping their pets. So having the service available to our clients is another step towards making care more accessible and, and saving lives in our community. All right, and you mentioned there's that 30 day limit. So is that sort of the, the duration of treatment or how does that correlate with the services that you provide? You know, we've, we've kind of used that as an initial guideline, but um, we're certainly going to be flexible um, with, um, you know, people who, whose care might look different, might look longer, might look shorter. Um, so while we kind of have used 30 days as our standard in the way we talk about it, um, you know, we're, we're, we're flexible with um, any, any client situation. But hopefully as we're, um, you know, finding this temporary care for their pets and people are seeking treatment, then they're going to be on the road to recovery and getting better. Perfect. Okay. And can you talk a little bit about how people can get involved with that program? Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone listening uh, is interested in getting involved and helping people and pets in our area, there's really two great ways to do that. Uh, one, you can actually sign up to be a pet caregiver. Uh, so the success of the service relies on having a network of people who can provide safe, loving, temporary homes for pets. Um, some of those foster homes donate their services, but others actually charge a rate and use their service to generate additional income. Um, either way, there's actually right now Bestie B&B, um, if you sign up to be a pet caregiver on their website, they've given us a promo code, uh, HELPJCMHC. And if you enter that promo code when you sign up to be a pet caregiver, uh, Bestie B&B will actually cover the cost of your background check. Like I mentioned previously, you know, these homes are trained, vetted. Um, so the, the background check is a part of that. And typically the, the pet caregiver would pay for that portion, uh, but they're actually going to cover the cost. So it's a perfect time to get started if you're interested in uh, helping out and, and, and keeping some pets in your home on a temporary basis. And then the second piece um, would be um, you can also donate to support uh, these foster pets. So in addition to covering the cost for these pets to stay in foster homes, uh, Friends of Johnson County Mental Health Center will also be covering things like supplies, uh, food, medicine, uh, carriers for transportation. That's a big piece is a lot of times our staff is assisting with transportation between a client and, and a, a foster home. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of times we're buying carriers to, to transport pets. Um, so you can go to friendsofjcmhc.org forward slash support, and you can actually make a donation that is directed towards helping the, the, the foster pets. 
All right, that's some great information. And as we wrap up, uh, Michelle, again, if you want to say one more time where people can get information about the reading program. The one thing I forgot to say was our website, obviously, jocolibrary.org, um, as all of our events and all of our resources, as well as our our, um, printed guide that goes out to um, residents in Johnson County and you can pick up at the library as well and then also if you wanted to actually help with Casey Pets for Life you can go to their website at caseypetsforlife.com um, and click on how to volunteer and they have lots of opportunities as well I know that they would love um, for more people to be involved in their organization as well. All right, perfect. Thank you both so much for being here today. We appreciate all the information and hopefully uh, we've got some listeners who are interested in getting involved one way or another. So before we completely wrap up, I just wanted to share some news with our listeners. Um, I've been hosting the Joko on the Go podcast since August of 2019 and we've had more than 140 episodes lots and lots of listeners and followers and I appreciate each and every one of you for for taking the time to learn more about Johnson County this is actually going to be my last podcast episode as I move on from the county and so I'm going to invite on Jody Hansen. she's our communications uh, public affairs and communications director does say a few words Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for letting me um, join you today. Uh, I just wanted the opportunity to do Teresa. Um, like she said, I think this is episode number 146 that you're all uh, recording with her today. So that's very admirable. Uh, the first episode was August 5th, 2019. Teresa, I didn't know if you remembered what your first topic was. I do. I think it was uh, Johnson County Park and Recreation District. I can't remember what we were talking about, but it was the summertime, so something outdoors, I'm sure. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. That was exactly the topic. Um, I just checked our website today, over 38,000 downloads overall for all the podcasts. Um, Teresa did also incorporated a webcast, so you can watch us on YouTube. And we would not have this podcast if it wasn't for Teresa when she interviewed for the role she's in, Assistant Director of Communications. She voice this idea and so we were lucky enough to hire her and then she was able to within a year launch this podcast uh she is the heart and soul of, of joko on the go however we do plan to continue it um after she's no longer doing the podcast and i just wanted to just on behalf of the rest of the team and the organization thank Teresa so much for not only this podcast but all of her work with the county and uh, we just wish her luck on her next adventure well, thank you so much, Jody. I appreciate that. It was definitely a, an amazing opportunity. It's very um, special that a county would take up actually doing a podcast because government podcasts are a little bit unheard of and they're growing now. I think thanks to ours. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know that. But uh, certainly we were we were demonstrating some, some innovation within the region. And I, I thank all of the people who have participated over these years, um, sharing content and information with our listeners. I know it's been a great way for people to kind of learn more about the county and get involved with the county in a lot of different ways. So I appreciate that the county gave me the opportunity to continue my broadcast efforts in this way. So, but again, thank you, Jody. Thank you both again for, for being on the episode today and thank you all for listening. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.